0: a reading from the second letter of Saint Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers, God let light shine in our hearts that we in turn might make known the glory of God shining on the face of Christ. This treasure we possess in earthen vessels to make it clear that its surpassing power comes from God and not from us. We are afflicted in every way possible, but we are not crushed. Full of doubts, we never despair. We are persecuted, but never abandoned. We are struck down, but never destroyed. Continually, we carry about in our bodies the dying of Jesus, so that in our bodies, the life of Jesus may also be revealed. We do not lose heart because our inner being is renewed each day, even though our body is being destroyed at the same time. The present burden of our trial is light enough and earns for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. We do not fix our gaze on what is seen, but on what is unseen. What is seen is transitory, what is unseen lasts forever Verbum Domini Amen.
1: forget your own people and your father's house so will the king desire your beauty he is your lord pay homage to daughter of the king is clothed with splendor her robes are threaded with gold in fine clothing she is led to the king behind her are her maiden companions brought to you escorted amid gladness and joy they pass within the palace of the king sons will be yours to succeed your fathers you will make them rulers over all the
2: Hominus phobiscum. Lectio sancti evangelis secundum iuonum. Jesus said to his disciples, live on in me as I do in you. No more than a branch can bear fruit of itself, Apart from the vine, can you bear fruit apart from me? I am the vine. You are the branches. He who lives in me and I in him will produce abundantly. For apart from me, you can do nothing. A man who does not live in me is like a withered, rejected branch, picked up to be thrown in the fire and burnt. If you live in me and my words stay part of you, you may ask what you will. It will be done for you. My Father has been glorified in your bearing much fruit and becoming my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Live on in my love. You will live in my love if you keep my commandments, even As I have kept my Father's commandments, and live in His love. Verbum Domini.
3: It was on this day in the year 1253 that St. Clair ended her earthly pilgrimage, and she would be canonized just two years after that. Clair had been born into a noble family in Assisi in the late 12th century, and when she was 18, she had heard the preaching of St. Francis in the Cathedral of Assisi, and she was deeply moved by it. Not only was she inspired by his words, but also the, the witness of his life. That deeply moved her and she soon recognized the call to give her life totally to god just as saint francis had done and it was on palm sunday in the year 1212 that claire left her home and she met saint francis at the Porzioncola, the little chapel where he had begun his order of friars and francis had cut her hair he placed a veil on her head and she was given a rough woolen habit to wear he then entrusted her to a Benedictine convent until he could find a suitable convent or place for her to begin her new way of life. And no doubt, a major initial trial for Claire was the opposition from her family, and the attempts to get her to return home, but she persevered as she was firmly convinced this was, was what God was calling her to do. About two weeks later, Claire's own biological sister, Agnes, would also join the convent eventually saint francis was able to arrange a convent for them next to the church of san damiano which was the church that contained the crucifix that spoke to saint francis and the lord said go rebuild my church and at the convent of san damiano more women would be inspired to join claire and agnes and radically following the gospel in the life of prayer penance and poverty again all for the love of christ St. Clair's own mother would also eventually join her daughter, her, both of her daughters. Clair was obliged under obedience, and she took this as the will of God to accept the office of abbess, and she continued in it. She persevered for 38 years as abbess until her death, and she took seriously the words that the church has put before us in the gospel today when our Lord said, remain in me as I remain in you. Just as a branch cannot bear fruit on its own unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit because without me you can do nothing. So St. Clair came to have a firm and unshaken trust in God's providence and in his power. This is seen most clearly when an army in Saracens drew near Assisi and climbed over the walls to attack the convent in the year 1240. And St. Clare at that time was very ill, and she was sick in bed. And even though she was ill, her sisters, their first response was to go to Claire, even though she was infirm, because they knew that she had this unshaken trust in God, and they went to her for, for guidance in this, in this uh, very difficult situation. And St. Clair said to them, my sisters and daughters, do not be afraid, because if the Lord is with us, the enemy cannot harm us. Have confidence in our Lord Jesus Christ, because he will free us. And as the Saracens were literally climbing over the monastery walls, St. Clair had the sisters bring her to the door of the refectory, which was where they ate in the monastery, and she also had them bring a little silver picks, or the sacred vessel containing the blessed sacrament. She then fervently prayed for protection from the soldiers that Christ would defend the sisters, again, from the attack of these men. And in a testimony from one of the sisters present at the event, we learned that a voice was heard in that moment of St. Clair's prayer, a voice that said, I will always defend you. And the Saracens, as we know, has been passed down. They were overpowered at that moment and they retreated, they fled saint Clair is also the patroness of television this goes back to christmas eve in the year 1252 again saint Clair was sick at that moment and so sick that she couldn't get out of bed in the infirmary and she could not go to join the other sisters to pray the divine office for the feast of the nativity of the lord so stuck in the infirmary she prayed lord god look i've been here left all alone with you And here's a description of what happened next. She was given to hear most clearly the Christmas services of the friars as if she had been there and to see the crib of the infant savior. In her joy and simplicity, she told her daughters of this favor the following morning, even chiding in a gently, almost teasing way. You left me here alone after going to the chapel to hear matins, but the Lord has taken good care of me because I was not able to get up from my bed. And in God's providence, one of St. Clair's spiritual daughters, Mother Mary Angelica, would start the Eternal Word Television Network, which continues the mission to spread the beauty and the truth of the Catholic faith and the Holy Gospel throughout the world. I'd also like to mention some advice, very brief and clear advice that St. Clair gave to another one of her spiritual daughters, Blessed Agnes of Prague. There was no doubt in the writings the few writings that we have of saint claire that the lord jesus was the love of her life claire would write about the lord to agnes saying gaze upon him consider him contemplate him as you desire to imitate him she would say further look upon him and follow him so in her correspondence saint Clare would provide an image of gazing upon the lord and seeking his presence as one gazing upon a mirror. And so with that in mind, the image of mind of one looking into a mirror, but the mirror being Christ, the face of Christ, St. Clair's counsel can apply to each of us. She said, look upon that mirror each day and continually study your face within it so that you may adorn yourself with all the virtues, indeed blessed poverty, holy humility, And ineffable charity are reflected in that mirror. As with the grace of God, you can contemplate them throughout the entire mirror. So looking upon Christ, looking upon his life, helps lead us to imitate his virtues. She said, look upon that mirror each day. And so we look upon that mirror when we read the Holy Gospels, when we read sacred scripture. Christ reveals himself to us in his word. Right, All of scripture points us to him, helps us to see his face. And if we think about St. Jerome's words that ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ, what about the inverse of that? Knowledge of scripture leads to knowledge of Christ. Right? The more we're immersed in the word, the more we're immersed in him. He is the word made flesh. We also look upon this mirror that St. Clair talks about when we gaze upon the Lord in Eucharistic adoration and we pray the Holy Rosary, and we keep before our mind's eye the life, the mysteries of Christ's life. We gaze upon that mirror when we attend Holy Mass, and when we enter into personal prayer. And this act of looking and gazing upon the image of the Lord in prayer doesn't end in looking. It's meant to transform, to change our lives as we become formed more and more into the image of Christ. And we can think of St. Paul's words in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 18, when he said, and we all with unveiled face beholding the glory of the Lord are being changed into his likeness from one degree of glory to another. This is the verse that's on Mother Angelica's tomb. But when our eyes are fixed on the Lord, there's a change that takes place when our hearts are open and we keep our eyes on him, right? Right? As our eyes and gaze are fixed more and more upon him, his image becomes more clear in us. And this is evident and perceptible to those around us. As he reveals himself more and more to us, our desire increases to imitate him more and more. Again, as St. Clair says, gaze upon him and follow him. And so the simplicity of that message is very refreshing, right? Gaze upon him, imitate him, follow him. But it's also very difficult Because of our weak human condition, to persevere in gazing upon the Lord is very hard because we're so easily distracted by the things of this world. And to follow him is difficult because we're often confronted every day with our own pride and selfishness. But Claire's clear and persistent focus on the Lord gave her such confidence and such peace that she could address her own soul on her deathbed in the following words. She said, Go without anxiety, for you have a good escort for your journey. Go, for he who created you has made you holy and always protecting you as a mother, her child. He has loved you with a tender love. May you be blessed, O Lord, you who have created my soul. And through the intercession of St. Clair, we pray today and we ask the Lord's blessing for all poor clares throughout the world. All who follow the, the way of life set before us uh, by this holy woman, that they might be renewed and strengthened in their vocations of following Christ wholeheartedly as St. Francis and St. Clair did. We also ask St. Clair to pray for each of us that we might persevere in putting into practice right, those words of hers to gaze upon the Lord, to imitate him, to follow him, and that we might have that same unshakable trust in our Lord's Eucharistic presence as Claire did, right, keeping in mind those, those words that our Lord said to her and that the other sisters heard as well. I shall always watch over you.